Welcome back, Crusaders, to Nerd Crusade Podcast. This is episode 57, and today we're going to talk about some TV shows, some movie, some movies, and a little bit of gaming news. That's kind of kind of gaming and movie news. Um, but we'll jump right into our ongoing shows, which what uh, we have left now is uh, Death and Other Details. Yep. We also, uh, what, I think we're on like episode seven? Yes. Yes. And as always, I'm your host, Ian, and Courtney's here with me, too. <laughs> I, I was but wondering if you remember. If I remember to do the intro. And I would have to venture out and say, no, you did not remember. No, but now you did. So let's talk about death and other details. I really like this episode. Yeah, this really dives into like the interesting like uh, way this show is shot. Whereas mm-hmm. whenever somebody is, at least one of the two main characters, is talking about a memory that they're uh, and that one's telling somebody else how they remember things happening, um, it's shot where Imogen is putting herself into the shoes of the person talking, and she's reliving the memories. Yeah, and so you see her. In the past, like this whole episode, like she was dressed like Rufus and going through that was how, funny. how he was experienced. Like his alarm clock was like a loud, shattering, like uh, earth earth shaking noise in his apartment. It's like, well, that's how it feels after like a night of like getting drunk off your ass and shit. Yeah. <laughs> so like, um, it's interesting how they shot how they shoot that, and that's how this, most of the episode goes. So this is mostly him telling her his entire investigation on her mother's murder. And then it flips to her trying to remember her memories of that day the car blew up and w- the day her mom met with someone at the diner. Yeah, because they found uh, Rufus and his assistant found the her planner, who which had like a page ripped out of it, which was she was meeting somebody at the Opal Diner at 5 p.m. Mm-hmm. And for some reason... Imogen could not remember that day at all, and it's because the yeah. day her mom died, she, like was it was that the same day? Yeah, it was. Okay. It wasn't the same day. It was about a week later between the incident at the uh, diner. diner and when the car blew up. Okay, and when the day the car blew up is when Imogen's mom told her just forget and never tell anyone what you saw yeah like she told her like basically imogen brought up oh this is because those people made you sad at the diner and that's when her mom's like no you gotta forget any all that never tell anybody forget yourself mm-hmm. and that's why she forgot because it was like her mom her mother's last words to her was forget yes and then her mom dies so that's it's why like she could never word. yeah it's so like she couldn't remember what happened uh it, she couldn't remember that conversation mm-hmm. completely at first and she couldn't remember what happened at the diner so yeah. this is her like Running almost through like an Alice in Wonderland, like rabbit hole, chasing herself, her childhood self, trying to f- remember, trying to what, get the answers. What's going on? And the ending was so great. It was like, oh, here's the final, like, or not the final, but like one of the big, like, key reveal pieces. Yeah, and it all does tie back to that dye that was being used in that factory as late as 2005, mm-hmm. um, because. That die connects the chick who killed who did who did them for her in the first place. Yeah, she killed him because she thought he was a rich asshole, but she was doing it because her friend her friend died, had killed herself after losing her child in the from exposure to the chemical in that factory. Yeah, in China, um, which the government covered up. Which well, not go, I wouldn't say the government covered it up, but the government was turning a blind eye to some shit. It was mostly the factory worker yeah. or uh, uh, the owner. Yeah. Um, and then 
it comes back up again here because what she ends up remembering is that, hey, her mom was in the back talking to somebody, which they found out she was arguing with someone. Mm-hmm. And who she was arguing with was the governor, who at the time was a lawyer, like a like a DA, like a yeah, a DA, DA. Uh, who was too chicken shit to go up against the, the family because yeah. they had their hands in too much, uh, too many pots and had to control over too much stuff. She yeah. was gonna, she was afraid she was gonna lose her career. Yep. And Imogen's mom said that she also had a key witness yep. that can help testify. And the governor lady still said, no, I will not do it. Yeah. Um, but the other key factor was, who was this eyewitness? Well, it, the big reveal at the end of this episode was that it was a lady with a mole who, it turns out to be the Chinese grandmother, the matriarch of the Chinese family, buying out the, the family's company. Yeah. Uh, she was a whistleblower against them for using the chemicals, which probably killed a bunch of people. Uh, or had other stories like the um, Maitre D's like, sister had, mm-hmm. where people had died or had stillbirths and stuff like that. Or not stillbirths, but like sick babies, because the kid, yeah. kid was born but like died early and all that stuff. Um, so she was trying to blow the whistle on it and couldn't get it done. How that connects to Victor Sam's killing the mother, don't necessarily know. We Unless, don't know that yet. We don't know if Victor Sam's is somebody in the family or if he's somebody blackmailing the family. It's really weird. He has control over a ton of people over blackmail or, um, like, the boat owner he owns him, basically, because he, he funded his dream to build the boat. Right. And kept him kind of out of bankruptcy because of it. Um, so it's kind of, we don't know where exactly it's going, but it's very interesting to see how everybody's still connected. And it is very much connected to that one that one thing. Yeah. Um, you get insight on, like, kind of how the images, like, saw the family, like, where the brother and sister didn't really give a shit about what was going on in her life at all oh yeah they just kept going on with their with their lives not really caring oh your mom died in our in our, in our driveway who gives a shit yeah um so right. very interesting to see where it goes next um mm-hmm. again like every episode here has been like a banger like every episode is like you think you're about to find something out or you think i know who the next who it could be and then it throws it, something else at you it, i still think it's the it's the interpol lady that i would I kind of hope it is because we didn't see her at all this episode mm-hmm. and yeah, how she's able to get on the, on and off the boat with ease. Yeah. It's a little suspicious. And I know, I swear it's going to come back down to that kid recording something on his, his stream and it's going to be like, he caught something on her laptop, which is behind him. Yeah. So I'm waiting for that reveal to happen. If it does, great. But like, it's also like you you forecasted that way too obviously because we never saw the skin throughout the whole thing, right? So like, kid needed to be in the background more. Yeah, he needed to be everywhere with his camera streaming. Everything. So you really kept a blind eye to him. Yeah, not just like, oh, where's this kid? Oh, boom, there he is. Oh, we found him. And then now he's not nowhere to be seen again. Yeah. Um, but uh, we got three more episodes left. So the next one's called Vanishing. Then it's Impossible. Then it's Chilling. Is the tenth episode, which will be. Uh, well, and on March fifth. Oh wait, the last two episodes coming out on March fifth. Ooh, so we'll be able to finish. So a double feature. Cool. So and then we'll have to find something else. Well, we have we actually have found something else to go into, oh. which is we started watching Avatar: Last Airbender, which we'll probably get through that well before. We'll probably get through it next this week, week. Yeah, because we've already watched three episodes, and I think it's only eight episodes. Yeah, yeah. So we're roughly halfway through. Yeah. So um. It's been kind of divisive. Like I haven't read a lot of reviews on it because there's going to be a lot of people who just absolutely hate it because it's not the cartoon. 
Um, adaptations are always going to change things. That's something that the world just needs to fucking get over. Like whether it's a <laughs> game adaptation to a movie or a book to a movie or TV show to live action, whatever, they're going to change stuff because budget. <laughs> um, budget also, they're not going to do. I forget how exactly how many episodes they had for the first season, but uh, let's it's like say twenty six. I think for the first yeah, season. Yeah, so they're not going to do twenty six episodes for a live action. They get greenlit for eight episodes, roughly 45 minutes to an hour each. So you have to condense uh, the story that you want to tell in that time. Yeah, it's kind of weird that we're like, people were going to complain like, oh, this isn't like what happened in the country. This is this is like, but like, would you really be happy if they did a shot for shot, scene for scene replica of the exact same show, but just live action? I would say no. I mean, it would look cool because the special effects would be nice, but honestly, that would also cost a ton of money, and you'd be bored out of your mind when it comes to the filler episodes that all these cartoons do. Yes. So, I mean, like, I don't know what people are looking for when they complain about stuff like this. It's like, they, what they've changed wasn't so bad. They are rushing through as almost as if I feel like they don't know if they're going to get any more seasons out of it. Yeah, because they <clears throat> introduce uh, Zula in episode three, and I'm like, the f- and Look Jet she... in episode three. Well, Jet was part of season one. Yeah, but he wasn't in episode three of the of it. Or, oh no, or... no, no! Uh, since we've only watched up to episode three, episode three is a combination of three different episodes in that first season timeline yeah. squished together. Whereas, like the first episode was literally just the very first episode of Avatar. Uh, well, the first episode was technically the first three episodes. Of the original show. Oh, I thought the original show, the first episode, ended with, like, the Fire uh, Nation showing up to the to the village. Yeah, that was episode one. Episode two is when they take Aang. Oh, episode okay. three is when they go to the Southern Air Temple. I thought that whole I thought the whole conflict happened in the first episode, and then they're no, off on their adventure at the end of episode one. No. Uh, those episode, episodes were also 30 minutes long on yeah, a particular Yeah, episode one and two premiered at the same time. That's what I thought. Because... The episode one and two basically roll into each other. Okay. But nice things here is that, you know, it actually is pretty well, pretty much faithful. They do explore a little bit difference with Aang. Instead of it being that like he just ran away from his responsibilities, it was depicted like, I got to go think. Let's go to my thinking place. And then he just never gets there. And by the time he comes back. Or tries to get, tries back. To get back. He gets, he gets caught up in the storm. And he, that's when he goes into the Avatar state. And, and freezes, freezes. for a hundred years. Yes. Um, they, uh, so kind of, and they also showed the, uh, attack on the Southern air temple when all the other air nomads were gathering. Yeah. And how they got wiped out by the fire nation so quickly. Um, cause it was a complete surprise attack and the comics power let them overpower the airbenders. Yeah. But nice things here. Firebenders yeah. can actually create fire, which yes. is like how the cartoon was. Unlike I'm not Shyamalan's bullshit of them having to send flaming uh, fire sources for them to use. Yeah, like little buckets of fire that they have to carry around. This, well, no, you do, you know, they yeah. produce flame. It it's great. It doesn't take five earthbenders to do a whole, con- a whole like... Move a boulder. Contra thing to, to move one piece of rock like he did in M. Night's thing. Uh, <laughs> this literally starts with the earthbender beating the shit out of people in the Fire Nation as he's trying to escape with uh, war plans. Yep. Um, and it looks really cool how, how they how they, they stretch out the movements of it being very, like, kind of like stone, like a stone form, like, and, like, very powerful to move rock. 
mm-hmm. the fire stuff is very like it's a little more fluid. Yep, like everything works with what the um, element is that they're using. Yeah, I just wish the uh, bending for each element stuck more towards like how the shout like for airbenders like how the shaolin yeah. monks uh when they uh uh do their exercises and their yeah his martial his arts here seems more like almost it's like, a little bit more stiff it's almost like jedi like force powers yeah just force he just does a move and like puts his hand on the yeah i just move. wish like they put a little bit more emphasis on the each element's uh martial arts style yeah so you could be like Oh, that's uh, taekwondo. Tendo, that's, that's karate. Karate. That's. Uh, but the thing is, is kind of yeah. since like they've done more of a focus of placing each nation as almost a different Asian culture, where like clearly Fire Nation's Japan, Japan would be karate. Karate doesn't do high kicks and shit. That's true. Where like taekwondo kind of does or whatnot, and kung fu definitely does. Um, it's not to say that each one of these nations represent a specific race because obviously the water nations are Inuit people. Um, like we said, Fire Nations, Japan, uh, airbenders are like the Shaolin monks and then the earthbenders could be... Or Tibetan monks. Yeah. Or the earthbenders could be either Korean or they could be Chinese. We just... Kind of like a mixture, I would say. Um, other good thing is like, what I find amazing is that... The costumes. The costumes are good. They, they are beautiful spot on. and gorgeous and so much detail. They put a lot of detail in Aang's tattoo where like yes. from a distance it just looks like a black tat- arrow tattoo on his head. But when you look at it, you see the swirls and the artistry of it. Mm-hmm. Um, also, the the fact that they all are doing perfect like American accents, which makes it feel a lot more like the cartoon. Yes. Because, um, yeah, granted, the cartoon was voice acted by a bunch of different people. Maybe some were of Asian descent, some weren't. Um, but like here you got a bunch of Asian Americans or maybe Asian American immigrants who are American or actors or Canadian actors who are putting on an English voice, which fits perfectly with what everyone remembers from the cartoon. Mm-hmm. If they were going to try and make them all have like Asian accents and everything, that wouldn't be too bad. But it also like, it just feels more like the original stuff because yes. Aang sounds like Aang, Sokka sounds like Sokka, um... All the characters. I was really worried that Zuko was not going to sound like Zuko. Yeah, but he, he that actor is really good at pulling off the Zuko esque voice and mannerisms. Yeah, I think, and it's not like they're like doing a voice to imitate the voice actors. Mm-hmm. These are their their actual voices and their performances. They're just doing it so on point with what the character is supposed to feel like that it's it sounds and feels right. Yeah, and I <coughs> do like. Uh, a majority of the casting. There's some casting choices I'm like... Yeah, Zula was the first person that were like, uh, she does not look right whatsoever. She, she like, doesn't quite fit. She needs to be an older teenager. Yeah, she needs to be like she needs, 18. Like, yeah, so and much. always trying to be perfect. Nothing out of place. And I'm so far, at least from episode three, she feels a little too bratty. Honestly, her, my, and her other friend... Oh, oh, God. You see all three of them in episode three, and all three of them don't look right. Yeah, it's just off. Yeah, those are the only three characters. I'm sure they're great actresses, but just from the brief uh, scenes that we saw them in episode three, they don't quite feel right. Yeah. At least for for me. And And also, I didn't like that they introduced those three in 
season one of this show. Yeah, because obviously they, she didn't show till like what season three or no, two? they didn't show up till season two, okay. and it was the very last episode of season one is where you saw Azula, but she didn't talk. She was being ordered by her dad to go hunt down uh, Zuko and the Avatar. Yeah, so like that's where I think like they're worried that we may not get a season two, so they're yep. gonna so they're going to throw as many people. They're going to introduce so as they, many characters as possible. But I hope to God they don't show or introduce Toph because she does not need to be part of this right yeah, now. Toph was not listed in the list. Thank of God. On it, but like I was surprised June was listed as a character in it. As, as, well, June does show up in season one, so. <laughs> Yeah, but, like, she's also kind of a... Well, she was a minor character, minor but character. she was a very attractive character, which is probably why they included her. Hmm. Um, but so far, so good. Like, mm -hmm. where, um, like the second episode on Kiyoshi yeah, Island that was, was really nice, and that's really pretty. That's Although, I am pissed that they did not put Sokka in the Kiyoshi Warrior getup and did his face paint. I'm pissed at that. But. Okay, but they're also did the thing where like, oh, she went to turn around to wash her face, and then boom, all the face paint was gone like I instantly. Know. It's like I want your soap and water. There's, I want your cloth that you used to wipe your face. There's like, no way that, that it's happened bullshit. that quickly. So it's like it's if you gotta, if they were going to put done him, complete white face, it takes forever. So if they were going to put him in the whole get up, like they would never get that shit off him that quickly, or you get him in that outfit so quickly either. <laughs> It's kind of because everything had to happen like all in one day because they only had forty. No, no, no. They had forty-eight hours on the island according yeah. to this. So like they said, he. he ugh, they did. They did it the same uh, in the cartoon though. So yeah, yeah, it's not going to be. It's not going to be exactly the same. I know it's not going to be exactly the same, but it was a comedic point. And frankly, here's a little negative works. thing about this show: they could have used a little more comedic points so far. That's all I'm going to say. The characters are air on the side of serious. But when they are more loose and funny, they're great. Because you got to remember, when the cartoon came out, it was made for kids. And all the everybody watching it is now adults. So they want something a little bit more serious. But the actors are kids. They're playing kids. So they can be... A little more loose and funny and kid-like. I'm saying what they're, they're probably uh, yeah. in that direction because the audience they know are not kids. Now, this is this it's is a little more violent, so fine, I'll give you that point. But it's a, the kids are a little too serious. Yeah, they, I agree with that. But also look at like there there are no men left in Sokka and Katara's villa, right? So like they had to live a serious life there. Kyoshi Island a little bit different. They probably don't have to be as serious because they've been completely peaceful for the last hundred years and been like out of their anyways radar. But also like this also has to deal with the stigma of M Light M, M Night Shyamalan's bullshit, right? So like going into this was a risk of either everybody's going to like really like it or everybody's gonna fucking hate it because what M Night did. Right. If that did not exist, I think they probably w might have leaned in more with uh, with things people wanted. But they're gonna they're playing it really safe because they don't want to get screwed. We'll see. Because I say the other big change that they did was in Kyoshi Island, like him actually turning into the Kyoshi avatar doesn't happen in the cartoon. Like that's not a power that when he goes to a temple, they can take over his body and just be right. alive again. Because like he's meditating, he's talking to the Kyoshi avatar, and then she says, I'll show you, you what You mean Kyoshi? Avatar Kyoshi. Avatar Kyoshi. And then she's like, I'll show you what the power of the avatar does. And then 
he shows up in the town as Kiyoshi, and she starts beating the shit out yeah. of all the fire. Nation. I did like that they did make her a big woman because she was a big woman. Great, yeah, it's a really badass scene. It's really cool and shot very well. It is cool. It's just that's something that's never happened in the cartoon. Mm-hmm. It was never like it's a power different. of the avatar. Yeah, and even they kind of throw it out the window immediately, where he says. Yeah, I can only do that when I'm in the in the shrine of a of a previous avatar that they can actually take over my body and do shit. Yeah, so we'll probably never see that ever happen ever again. <laughs> um, we write this out so quickly because, yeah, like, I don't believe he goes to he goes to a few more shrines, but I don't think he goes to direct shrines of specific avatars. Right, constantly. Um, but so far, so good. I I like it. I think it's going to do well. I hope they do. I hope they get to do season two, season three, and do the full arc. I do too. Um, it should be good. Some people think the costumes are too point on and they're too cartoony. They're too clean, as uh, yeah. one of our friends pointed Some out. Some people didn't like the fact that Aang's introduction, they made it look like he was flying where he was slowly falling instead yeah. of flying. I got right away. I was like, okay, he's, he's falling, falling and with he's, style. And he's using the air bending to prevent himself from falling yeah. faster. Um, but he does eventually do like sitting on the air ball and running around with kids and stuff. Yeah. Like, if anybody's very talented, it's definitely Aang and that actor's pulling off, like, having to be a kid. He, he's he got weight on his shoulders, and he's doing a good job. Like, everyone is doing a good job. Yeah, and I just give him props And they're believable. The cast is extremely diverse. Mm-hmm. Everybody seems to fit the roles that they're in. Um, not like the bullshit M. Night do, where, like, everybody's Indian all of a sudden. Except for Sokka and Katara. Yeah, who he, like, cast people. The, the, except for the main three, and he re, and he changed the pronunciation of the name, saying these are more accurate for the culture. It's like it's not even your fucking culture that this is like mim- mimicking. It so shut the fuck up, dude. Yeah, like that guy's an idiot, and they should have never given him the reins to this shit. Why anybody would sign on with that, I would have no idea. Uh, yeah, <laughs> um, but this show is really good. Check it out on Netflix. All the episodes of the first season is out. Um, again, like Netflix, we've said it before, like some channels, like Disney Plus, when they put out all eight episodes, they clearly or all episodes of a show, they don't have any faith in it. Netflix has Netf- always done this. Netflix so. always puts out the full show, and they want you to binge it. So yeah, it's it doesn't say rare anything. when it's when an episode comes out uh, once a week. Yeah, and when it does, it's usually because that's tied to like the uh, British Br- Baking Show or something. Like the show is only coming out, and they only have access to one episode a week yeah. or something, so they don't spoil things for the world audience. Where like their own shows, it's always like, here's everything, watch it. Yes, they don't usually do the one at a t- one at a time thing. Uh, so it's kind of weird that like when you compare streaming services, like some oh we don't care about this, we're just gonna throw it all out there, and others is like yeah here it is, watch it, it's great. Um, but like I will put this up with like One Piece as being a very good adaptation of the of their original medium. Yes, um, I want to see more. I'm excited to see how this ser- this season ends. I want to hopefully they go even more to, to show more because like, yeah, the CGI, the effects, everything look great. Um, I'm really enjoying it. So yeah, it it is good. Uh, it's just a couple things, you know. If you've watched the original, you might be like, well, eh, but overall, I it is enjoyable. It is good. So I would check it out if you have Netflix. It's free. It doesn't cost you anything. Mm-hmm. Why not binge? And now to some movies. Now we we're we're late behind this one, but we're really been, late. It's been a few weeks, but we we're waiting to watch it with some friends who hadn't seen it. Um, but we watched the Marvels, um, yeah. which is like basically the sequel to 
Captain Marvel, the sequel to WandaVision, the sequel to Miss Marvel, and the sequel to uh, Secret Invasion. Yeah. <laughs> so it was like four, like three TV shows and, and three one TV movie. Three TV shows and a movie. That came <laughs> out within the, like three TV shows, like within the last four Year? years, probably. Three? I think three or four years. And then yeah. like the movie that came out like five to six years ago yeah that sounds about right or long actually more than five years because it came out before endgame oh you're right shit so really kind of kind of weird and i'm like it wasn't the worst but it obviously has it obviously has some major holes in it and some major issues yeah because you had to have watched those three tv shows well i wouldn't say not not necessarily secret invasion but at least two TV shows and no Captain Marvel's story. Yeah, because um, if you don't watch WandaVision, you have no idea who Rambo is. Yep, you're and, just like... And why does she have powers? And not They do explain, she says exactly how she got it, but like without watching WandaVision, all you get is that I went through a witch's hex, I got powers. Yeah. That's exactly how they explain it. Um, but through all this, I feel like what my biggest gripe about it is that like Miss Marvel... Or not Miss Marvel, but uh, Captain Marvel is the worst Marvel of all of them. She's like not the hero. She's not the smart one. Like Miss Marvel is like the most heroic one of all of them. Mm-hmm. And like uh, Captain Rambo is like the smart one. Smart one. And Captain Marvel is just an idiot Superman that doesn't know how to do anything but break shit. Yeah, which is weird because she's been doing this since the nineties. Yeah. So she's had 30 years to almost figure out how to use her powers shit and to fix her shit. And it's it's more like we're watching Superman year one, not realizing that I don't have to punch everything. Um, it's, uh, it's a bit messy. Yeah. So the plot here, which kind of unfolds is that there's this villain, which is the Namor, not Namor. That's the villain from, uh, they say it once you forget about her and you constantly forget about her because she ain't a good villain yeah darben is it is that what it is sure i guess sure let's go with that whatever this is she's a krill which which is whatever which they also don't clearly have never explained what the hell story well they never also explained what the hell are krill because like the krill who we saw as roman and was blue was blue, and most of the people were blue. But then we saw that Jude Law was a was a, a krill. Yeah, yeah, krill, krill. Was it? Sure, I don't remember. <laughs> Whatever the, the species is, but he's one. But he's not blue, and like supposedly their whole society was being ruled by a superior intelligence that they found the scroll to be like their biggest enemy, and so they're doing genocide against another alien species. Roman wanted to do genocide against. Um, the Nova Corps and their planet of people who are just no random people of all different colors. Yes. And even regular, but like it's never explained. Like if they are a, gr- a group who is like out for gl- for galactic domination, they're trying to wipe out one race each, and some are trying to wipe out another race completely. And you just it's like, how do you know who's who? You, what the fuck are you? Because like you don't all look the same. Yeah. Is it like a uniform thing? I don't know. And yeah. then she also had the same hammer. As, as Roman. Roland did. Roland did, yeah. Roman. Rome, Roman. Yeah, they still, were, had the same hammer, but not with Infinity Stone, but yeah, it's still glow purple or something. And still powerful. It's like, yeah. how... But, explain that to me. But, like, there needed to be a lot more explanation. 
with the villain. And they did do that. Yeah, that's why this is very forgettable. Because when you have a forgettable villain, nobody cares about what happens throughout the whole thing. The same thing happened with uh, Ragnarok. Or not Ragnarok, but Thor Love, Love and Thunder. Yeah. Like Christian Bale, fucking great wasted. actor, completely wasted. Like wasted. Nobody cares about that villain because they didn't really give much thought of much to his backstory other than just explaining what it was. Yeah. And same here, because all we hear, all we get from this as the story unfolds is that, okay, her, uh, Captain Marvel went and destroyed the superior intelligence. Like she said she was, but that, but she did that after, I guess she found the scroll, a place to live. Cause that's why she left at the end of, um, Captain her Marvel. movie. Then she asked, went back to Hala, which is the Kroll's uh, home planet, destroyed the the, compu- the mainframe computer running everything, which apparently ruined their whole entire society and their son failed for some reason. <laughs> they don't explain why uh, how a, a, a computer was controlling the sun, preventing the sun from from disintegrating. Yeah, that was really <laughs> weird. But basically, Civil War broke out, they lost all their resources, their oceans dried up, and like now this film is going to... Specific places connected to Captain Marvel and stealing their resources for their own planet. And not just going to one planet and taking it all from there. She's going to take the air from the Skrulls planet, go to another planet and take all their water. And, and then, then go, go to, to Earth, Earth and steal their solar system. Solar system and steals. Yeah, it's yeah. just like... It's like, go to one spot and grab it. <laughs> like One and done. If you want to revenge against Captain Marvel, then go pick a fight with Captain Marvel. Don't fucking go and destroy all these other places for no other reason. But she was doing that to her Captain Marvel. Which, again, like, Captain Marvel is a Superman of the... Marvel's universe. Yeah. yeah. Marvel's universe. So my brain just went, no, it's got to be DC. I'm like, it's not DC. It's the other one, you idiot. Yeah. Anyway, but, but she's the Superman, and unless she, you know, has a weakness, which they haven't shown, yeah, except is. her mind, uh, yeah. like, she should be able just to go, wham, bam, thank you, ma'am, you guys are done. Yeah. Like, it just, So, yeah. that's what connects the villain to Captain Marvel, but what brings in the other three is that what the villain finds at the very beginning of the movie is the other bangle that Miss Marvel has. Mm-hmm. Miss Marvel has the one that her grandmother gave her, basically, or it was her grandmother's. And this now the villain has the other one. And it turns out these are a special connected. these are a special artifact used to create the entire space jump system that we've been seeing in Guardians of the Galaxy and every space Marvel movie that they use to jump from system to system. Mm-hmm. They were created. All those all those jump points were created by these bracelets. By who? Never explained. This is just like it's a giant MMO world. Here's a here's a like a high level artifact that does this, but nobody isn't it cool it. looking though? Yeah. But Wink. when she find when she finds it, it, ends up triggering something with their powers where uh, they all start switching places. At least Captain Marvel, Miss Marvel, and Monica Rambeau keep, or I guess they call her Professor Marvel. Well, they tried. Yeah, and she Rambo was like, squat- yeah, she squashed that down real quick, yeah. which I'm like, good yeah, on basically, you, Basically, every time they use their powers at the same time, they'll switch places. Yeah. And that's the that's the calamity that starts this whole thing off. Then they start teaming up and everything. But like, as we go through the story, like, like again, one of the things I, I, I noticed is that, like, Miss Marvel, the kid, is the one having the having the best ideas about everything because she's yep. she's coming up with solutions because it's the simplest answer stuff. And events where like horrible stuff is happening, so like the scroll planet is being destroyed, she stops a concrete giant concrete wall from crushing a bunch of people while they're trying to evacuate. 
Miss Marvel flies through it, or Captain Marvel flies through it and destroys so, it. Yeah, it's like you're creating more debris and yeah. more projectiles onto these people who are trying to escape. And like, why are you destroying shit? Like, she caught it and she's saving people, and you're just destroying like, it. Like, why? I know you can like lift and move shit. Do that. Yeah. Catch things. Toss it away. Don't just smack. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's frustrating. Yeah. And then when they go to the planet, that apparently Captain Marvel is married to the ruler of. Yep. Which they don't no really, backstory. They don't explain that completely. They just say it was for the benefit or whatever. And so she's married to this We, this we gloss planet. over it. This planet where you have to sing everything. Uh, it just so happens that the ruler is bilingual, so he doesn't have to sing to, to communicate. Yeah. Um. So the villain goes there, steals their water. While she's stealing their water, they get in a fight. They kind of, it's like the mid, the mid-movie fight with the villain, where they all, where they first, all three try and fight her. They don't do very well. They end up running away, but then they never go back to that planet whatsoever to so find out. So we don't out. even know if the did, ocean is did, died. Yeah, like, did the whole planet die? Like her her husband's dead? What, like what? what? Yeah. This water planet has been completely drained of its water <sighs> and dumped onto the ocean floor of Hala, which is like, okay, so why didn't we go back and make sure they're okay? Mm-hmm. Um, and then we get to the final conflict where they... Or the villain tries to get the their son. And what bugs me the most about that is not that she's stealing the son thing. It's what happens in the space station with Nick Fury. Well, this... that's a side thing. We'll get to that stuff. Okay. Let's focus on the three messes that okay. we have in front of us so, first. She's stealing the son. <laughs> they, they realize that they need to get the bracelet off her. They fire her. They get the bracelet off her. But, like, it's ripped open a whole, another jump point to another dimension or whatnot. Uh, Monica Rambo goes over there to close it. For some reason, she has to go through it and push it closed instead of so just, just pulling the pieces. Which back would together. make sense, or you know, halfway through, it's like, all right, this is working. Come <clears throat> back to the other side and be like, and pull it shut because like guess she tethers light to it and then pushes it shut. Yeah, it's like why can't you be on the other side and pull it shut? And hey, even Captain Marvel can hold on to you and help pull it shut with you. Yeah, but instead. She sacrifices herself by staying on the other side, closes it, and then she's in another dimension, which puts her in a really shitty, like, it makes, it, it's, it's pointless because it, it doesn't matter whatsoever that she's in a dimension <sighs> with X-Men and the uh, Kelsey Grammer Beast. Uh, that's all CGI. It looks really weird. And I have, and I hate it. Yeah. And then they I made, hate it They made so her mother, much. her mother is alive and she's and her, her younger self, but as an X-Men, and I don't know which X-Men, because the name didn't sound familiar or rememberable. Well, but, like, she's supposed to appear, I think, in the Thunderbolts, so maybe that ties it. I don't know. Who knows? But she's in another dimension where the X-Men ex- actually exist, right? Yeah. We don't care about that. That's an end credit sequence thing. That's her big sacrifice, and then Captain Marvel learns that she can, you know... I don't have to punch through everything to With my fix. power, I might be able to restart the sun for Hala, and then they'll um, get their little civilizations back together. It's not all my fault. I can try and fix it. It's like, wow, like, you so could have fixed... So after years, you didn't... You only... It's like, bitch, you could have fixed this, like, I don't know, 15, 20 years ago? Yeah. You could have done a whole lot like, more for them other than build, break their computer, leave, and then just not do anything. Yeah. But... This goes back now. The other thing that you said that we said, like the the side story. Yeah. So Fury is on the space station that's supposed to be defending Earth from space, right? Yes. Nobody has directly attacked the space station by any means. It's just getting like 
there's a jump a weird jump point thing that's near that's near earth that was never activated it's just being there. weird it's yeah. there it's like it's like the jump point to earth but nobody's used it whatsoever they were just investigating it it's there some energy's coming off of it but nobody's directly attacked the space station. By the end of this movie, the space station is blowing up for no apparent reason. Yeah. Okay, Why is it getting destroyed? Thank you. It's confused. Well, I, was like, I was like, okay, is the villain attacking the space station? No, she's not. Their ships are off by... All I can think is it's whatever's coming from that jump point, right? Which, like... Sure. Why not? Like, so this billion, billion, trillion dollar space station that's designed to protect Earth, that sword is put together to protect Earth from space, from space invaders is blowing up for no apparent reason. And then they had to throw in the only way to evacuate all the people off this ship. This is the only good part of the film, <laughs> yeah. is Goose. Because like Goose is kittens. Because apparently Goose decided to lay a bunch of eggs all over the space station. Well, it's a cat. Yeah. It wants to fuck with your uh, environment. Yeah, so like they find him, find these eggs, things, like these like little like flesh sacks. They have, I don't know what this is. We're studying it. What could it be? I don't know. It's like... Could it be from a fucking alien on, on your spaceship that you don't know that what yeah. it does? Like, you know, Goose, the Florian? So it ends up, they're all fucking cat eggs, and kittens come out of, out of them everywhere. Yeah. And their whole plan is that, hey, our li- we don't have enough life pods for some reason. Why would we not have enough life pods on the space station for that whole thing? That is stupid. So... Either like they're being life pods were being destroyed or something was breaking because the space station it was once again breaking we and we destroying itself for no reason. Loss over, us. but it's okay because we have the space cats to save the day. Yeah, their idea, which is a horrible idea, it's so it's stupid because like, we never seen it like proven that they well go ahead. Well, we, we do see earlier when they were in a fight in Cup Mall's house, Goose shows up there and eats two guys and spits them out. Yeah, um, but basically. The Florian can eat people and just store them and then throw them up later. So they get all the kittens to eat all the crew members. So they can put all the cats in one slice. That sounds like an HR nightmare. Because you know there's HR on this. Those people are all traumatized. They'll never work for Sword again. They're all going to get lawsuits and be fucking set up for life. Yes. Um, Because this billion dollar space station is trash. To see that show yeah where sword gets sued where daredevil <laughs> sues sword <laughs> Can that, have that? that would be awesome that would be funny. because they t- all they, they do all this so they can have a scene where like we're hurting cats i guess we're hurting cats and they herd all the kittens into a life pod and then that life pod crashes down on earth and then the kitten starts spitting up everybody yeah it's like but okay i get the joke or some to do that goose you know is an older Florian and probably can understand us, but those kittens are just a few hours old. Yeah, they're trying to say, well, they're not cats or Florians. So it's like Florians, which nobody has yet to say that they can speak their language. Yeah. I mean, so how would they know exactly but, what? And this is, they did all anyway. this just to set up the joke that the joke, of, oh, we're herding cats. Yes. And then Captain Marvel and Miss Marvel and yeah. Professor Marvel are all running around herding cats with, with fury. Yes. Which is like, Oh, and Kamala's parents. And her parents. Yeah, her parents didn't get eaten by the cats. They were just No, because they were higher up on the bill. But it's also like, characters. Again, there's no reason for the spaceships to explode. Why, yeah, is, it, why is it on fire? Why is it fire? Also, there was no reason for Kamala's parents to go up to S.W.O.R.D. except to help her cats. Yeah, so, that, yeah, that was no point either. So yes. that's why this movie is, was probably low rated and why people hate it. Because like, there's things... In the Marvel, you look at the Marvel movies in the past; they never left stuff like un, unresolved. Super big gaps. 
Yeah, if there's something unresolved, it was mentioned again, at least by the credit sequence or something. Yeah, we're going to go back to that. Yeah. <clears throat> but, like, we never get the water plant thing resolved. We never know why. The space station blows up for no apparent reason, which is, like, wow, it's a waste of human of money and resources. So, sword. not only did S.H.I.E.L.D. fall, sword, sword, fall. sword falls, and nobody's going to fund any of these projects anymore. Yeah, because Daredevil's is, going to sue the shit out yeah, of them. Fury's out of the <laughs> fucking job, for sure, because, like, He's done nothing but spend money, and it's all crashed down on Earth, and it got destroyed. So, just go retire in your nice house, Fury. Yeah, you're done working for Fury. Like, no government should hire you ever again. You're wasting money, and nothing's getting done with it. Um, yeah. So, like, and in this, Captain Marvel is supposed to be the main hero is kind of the buff, the bumbling idiot, and Miss Marvel is the better hero at, by the end of it. Yeah. They, they really should have focused a little more on Miss Marvel since it looks like if they are going to do a Young Avengers, she should have had a little bit more screen time. But that's just me. Yeah. Um, is it the worst Marvel movie? No. Is it? I think Eternals is still the worst movie. Oh, Eternals is still the worst. And I <sighs> would I watch this over the last Doctor Strange movie? Maybe I don't know. It's low. It's low on my watch. It's definitely. Low. I don't think it's worse. I I don't like. It's not the worst. It's not the best. Yeah. And also, is it put, middle of the road? I think I put Doctor Strange above this, just because they're going to redeem Wanda eventually. But I mean, I Doctor, don't, I don't Doctor, know. <laughs> Doctor Strange is pretty shitty, just because like obviously they didn't read read do their homework before they made that yeah Eternals is still the very fucking worst movie ever and nobody should ever well watch I, I don't think that's going to ever get addressed this is like this and, and Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness are like right next to that one like right above Eternals like I wouldn't yeah. bother watching these those ever again either probably um, at least, Cap- at least Doctor Strange has like some cool artwork done in it with when they're going through different multiple. Well, this races. one has the Florgans. And then that's the Florgans. Yeah. So this has like the- those two have at least one entertaining se- sequence in it. Eternals has nothing entertaining about it as- no. at all. All right. Uh, let's that's <laughs> the Marvels. The last little movie we'll talk about real quick um, is Shin Godzilla. Yeah. We- well, you watched. Yeah, this. I watched it because it was like the last Godzilla. Uh, movie out of like from Toho since uh, in between this and minus one. Yeah. In between it were like the legendary Kong versus Godzilla. Yep. Movies. As far as movies go, <laughs> uh, but they did put out. Uh, I want to say they did put out like uh, some anime of Godzilla yeah. between Shin and minus one. I want to say yeah, they, don't quote there, me. there was an anime out that nobody really cared for. Yeah. Um, this was interesting because it wasn't like normal Godzilla movie where like it's usually Godzilla shows up destroying something or something's there for Godzilla to show up. This is like you see Godzilla almost like as a larva and and mutates and grows into Godzilla, and this is more of like a poli- a view of how how the government handles the Godzilla situation, mm-hmm. where it was like, hey, this tunnel uh, collapsed because something something hit, it. and then they're saying, oh well, it's a meteorological thing, it's no big deal, we're gonna get this fixed, and then it's like, oh look, there's this monster thing going up the river. Okay, it's all right, it can't get on land, it's perfectly fine, and then oh look, it's now on land, and like <laughs> it's the go- them going through the bureaucracy of like how to handle the situation, and then them failing badly. Japanese bureaucracy is because there it's like. 
there's not one person that they turn to and be like, yes or no. It's like, no, we need a 15 person committee yeah, like, like to they figure this shit out. They literally grab like three scientists who also not, who also say, I don't know. I don't got any idea what to do this. System, you go and like, I want to do this, and they're like, Oh, this isn't part of our normal thing. We have to call this person over. Yeah, oh, 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 now we have to call this person. It's like, Yeah, it's end a- up with 15 people for like, you just deposit my check, please. <laughs> yeah, it's it's all about the bureaucracy of the Japanese government trying to solve the problem and then trying to work with other governments, and in the end, it comes down to like one group who has who came with an idea, like, Okay, um. Literally, because every time Godzilla uses his his atomic breath, he freezes. He just frozen. It's kind of. It's funny. like he just stands there and sits and sit still because like he can't do anything. Like he's ex- he's exuded too much power. He's processed. Or like he like when he first mutates into like the little tiny dinosaur Godzilla, <laughs> like he stops moving and like he's just there, and so they have time to try and figure something out. And this is when like they're studying samples of like of like his blood that he's left behind or whatnot. Like oh well, we maybe we can freeze it and cool him off and like freeze him so he can't do anything but this isn't before like he goes full godzilla and does his atomic breath and destroys like uh, most of tokyo to where the government's like our only option is we gotta nuke the nuke the city fuck it we'll just drop a nuke and see if that works (laughs) so it's like them trying to drop a nuke versus like the scientist group that's like no we're gonna do this thing thing we're gonna try and freeze them and so they launch their attack to do the freeze thing with drones and all that um before they drop a nuke and they have like one chance to make it work. It's pretty interesting how they do it with like using drones and all this stuff. And then, but by the time like they knock Godzilla over by dropping a skyscraper on him, yes, they literally have to put all these trucks over it. And it's like, it's like they're trying to do dental work for him because the cranes, they're putting cranes like into his mouth to fill his, to shoot this like goo in there to free, to freeze him from the inside out. And he literally gets up, moves somewhere else. They hit him some more. He falls down. It's like another atomic breath. Yeah. And then he freezes. So they're like, all right, team two of dentistry, come on. Yeah. And so they all go in and they put stuff in his mouth again. And then finally, like, he's just stand- standing still one spot. And they're like, yeah, there's Godzilla. There's Tokyo. That We're all going to learn how to. Traction, everybody. We're all going to learn how to live with, with Godzilla now. It's like. What? What? <laughs> It's interesting to see how they portray their government working. That's what's interesting about it. Yes. It's definitely not up there with like one of my favorite Godzilla movies. Like I like seeing Godzilla like, fight something or do do something rather than just walk around a city and blow shit up. Yeah. <laughs> but this is the Godzilla that has like the extremely long weird ass tail. Oh, and the jaw that's like a snake with the it's double so it, actually, it, it reminds me more of like Predator or like Blade <laughs> Thank, or Blade yes, Two with you. the split jaw vampires. Thank you. That's it, where he like splits his mouth open and pukes fire, and then it turns into atomic breath, and then he can shoot lasers out his back to blow shit up. Yeah, yeah. He literally puts on a laser show, which yeah, is kind it, of it's funny. basically what he does. Interesting to watch. I I got it because it was on sale on the video store for like four bucks. So definitely worth watching at a, at a low price or whatnot. Cool, cool, in, cool idea of how of Godzilla and a, a different take on the story and an interesting way to do the story of like how the government how a government would handle this even in today's world, which is like very on point with like them guessing and just trying to keep people calm and whatnot and keep fucking it up. Mm-hmm. Versus like minus one was like we're not going to acknowledge it, um, and then we're not even going to warn Ginza that it's coming. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so I, if you want to decide, 
try watching Godzilla or minus one. Minus one. Minus one. I think you'll enjoy a, a lot more. Yeah, and then like the legendary Godzilla movies is more of like people just deal with the aftermath. Like shit's happening mm-hmm. and it's just gonna happen. And Godzilla does his thing, and then they, the government picks it up after the fact. Yeah. Where this was like, this is a threat. We need to do something. But how do? What do we do? And then, even them themselves complain. Like it's all this red tape. It's fucking us over. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So very interesting movie. Definitely say uh check it out if you can. If you can get on sale, go go for it. It should be pretty cheap. It came out in two thousand sixteen. So um Yeah. It's definitely an interesting one. And it's very pretty and it has a nice soundtrack with it. Yes. Now the last thing we'll talk about in gaming news was that Hello. the Borderlands trailer came out. Uh, <laughs> yeah, which is mixed feelings for a lot of people. Some people are like, Yeah, cool, it looks like these are people who played Borderlands and they understand it. They get the humor of it, and it might be good. <laughs> Other people are like, dude, they're way too old. They're miscast. You should have got a younger cast for these characters. Um, I feel like all the characters don't. All the, act- the thing is, like, they're really good actors, so m- maybe their performance over time will pull it off. We'd have to watch to see, but like, otherwise, it's like you're too old to be Tannis. You're too, old, you're too to old to be Lilith. You're too short to be Roland, and it's like. Jack Black is funny, and he, he does a good job with Claptrap in the trailer. Went up, it's like, why don't you just get the regular Claptrap voice actor? You would have saved money. I mean, <laughs> and he, also, like, you know, his voice, you're like, that's Jack Black. It, it takes yeah. you out of it, in yeah. my opinion, just from just from the trailer. They really just needed Claptrap, like, just use Claptrap. And, like, the tiny Tina, who's played by the girl who's the daughter in Barbie. Mm-hmm. Doesn't seem to be the same level of crazy as Tiny Tina was. She needs to be more crazy. And she was she seemed more like an annoying teenager rather than yeah, than a loud, loud, crazy, obnoxious, crazy child, explosive expert. Yeah. So, um, this is also we don't know who the villain is. It's very weird because like it's a you mixture. see Atlas a lot. You see Atlas in the red, and the only game where Atlas was really big was the first one with General mm-hmm. Knox running Atlas, and you see a woman in red on a motorcycle, which is like looks like the Atlas assassins. But we also see a lot of Hyperion stuff, which is very linked to the second game, and then we also see a care a bandit leader called Mouthpiece, who's like designed exactly like Mouthpieces, which is a Borderlands three villain. Mm-hmm. Um. Which probably will come up because Mo- we see you do see a clip of, a clip of Moxie there. Yeah. Um, but I don't know if it's General Knox is going to be the villain or if it's going to be Handsome Jack. But whoever the villain is didn't have like the fake face that Handsome Jack has on. Um, but who knows what who that story what, is going to yeah. be? Um, it feels like it's going to have like it's going to have bathroom humor in it. It's basically what they're going to go for where they lean on the comedy on. Yeah. Which I would say the game has that. The games do have that, but the yeah. games have. Just a lot of, like, random humor in it, too. Like, they have a lot of reference humor because it's a video game. And they mm-hmm. reference everything. I mean, this, that's why the second game was so big was because it referenced Minecraft, uh, Bioshock. Everything under the sun gets referenced there. Yes. And they have, like, stupid jokes like, hey, I'm shooting McShooter face. Shoot me in the face. <laughs> like, they have weird shit like that. I feel like... I don't feel like it's going to play very well in a movie. <laughs> yeah. It's one... Yeah, it's like you said, one thing to be in a video game where you're like, ah, whatever, and then you go shoot said thing. Yeah. Here, you're just sitting passively like, okay, another toilet humor, and another one. 
Yeah. And another one. And the other thing is that, like, again, with the cast, like, Kate Blanchett is playing Lil, who looks like a very character. Blanchett? Again, she looks, she's too She looks old. and sounds too old for the role. Like, she sounds way too tired to be Lilith. Lilith sounds like she's 40, and or 40 or 45, and Lilith should be in her 20s. Yes. And Roland should not be a funny little black guy. Funny, short. He should be the straight man in, in crazy situations. Yeah, which would help the comedic humor of the story they're trying to say i'm guessing again i don't know what the story is going to be or how they're going to play up the humor but yeah. having the straight man is going to be great or would be great but they're not going to do that with roland yeah unless kevin hart plays it straight which would be weird because he never does um well, i guess he tries to in, in like the ride along with ice I, Cube, but I like guess. he was comedy vice he's like not a comedian, or Ice Cube is not a comedian, he's a comedian, so it's weird. Yeah. Um, well, and also in the trailer, you see him, Kevin Hart's rolling, kick Clapjap down the sewer pipe. Yeah, which rather which... should have been Craig or somebody else and Roland just going along with it. Yeah, because Roland doesn't do that. Yeah, Roland's like the hero archetype type. Um, so it's weird. I don't know if it's going to be good. It's supposed to come out this summer, I think. Yep. Um, I don't know. I don't know if I pay money to see in the theater because how expensive movies are nowadays. I don't think that'd be worth my forty dollar or forty dollars for movie tickets. Yeah, let's go see Dune. <laughs> yeah, we'll see Dune for sure. Dune's like the one movie that's seeing like lambasted as being a masterpiece and brilliant right already. Yeah. Uh, this, I have no idea if this movie's going to be any good because again, other people are saying it's older Lance is everybody's too old. It looks like yeah. a bunch of old cosplayers cosplaying, and not actually characters. Um, I know Marcus is going to be in it. Who knows if there's going if they're going to have um, the Catch a Ride guy or they're going to have his sister. Ellie. Oh, Scooter! Because again, when does this take place? We don't know because Scooter is dead by Borderlands Three. Oh yeah, and um, and Ellie is one who takes everything over. Yeah, and <clears throat> yeah, it's a really weird timeline of when are you trying to do this? Because it looks like this is everyone's first time meeting each other, and if that's the case, then tying it. Tiny Tina should either be a baby or not. Yeah, she yet. is wearing the Borderlands Three costume for yeah. Tiny Tina, but Lilith is like in basically um, her Borderlands, Borderlands Like she had, but instead of like the skin that shows her tattoos, she's completely covered. So you don't, we don't see any of her tattoos. Well, that's so the uh, not costume department the uh makeup department doesn't have to put on the tattoos all the time which i'm thinking the story is going to be they're going to reveal that she's a siren in the story yeah because in the game she already knows she's a siren yeah well also in the trailer we don't see her use the siren power yeah. so maybe like that's going to be a big mystery like what are these sirens and another thing the one only cool thing i will say about the trailer is when she jumps over the thing over like the box while she's shooting the vehicle the oh, gun yeah. was rotating like some of the guns do. Best part is the guns, because, just like the games. Because, yeah, the guns. <laughs> that's the big thing about the games was that they generated like a RGN random number generator that will generate custom new, different guns every time you play it. Which, like, yeah, it comes down to like their stats are different and the elemental powers are different, but all the gun designs are definitely unique and and look different. And sometimes yeah. they work differently. And there is a pistol. And assault rifles with the gun that have, like, a Gatling gun rotating barrel on them. Yes. Uh, and that's what we see in the trailer. So, hopefully we'll see some cool guns. Maybe we'll even see the guns with legs. That's in Borderlands 3. 
Um, or we see them like throw a, a Teodor gun that explodes like a grenade when they reload it. Yes. It'd be cool to see that type of stuff thrown in there, but like as far as the story goes and, what, and the actors are in it, like they're good actors. Maybe they can pull off the roles, but who knows? Man, it doesn't look good. They needed it, to like get a younger cast. Well, people. again, it's poor casting choices. And taking forever to get this done. I mean, they were talking about this for almost ten years now. Yeah, to make this movie. Yeah. So. That's the big <laughs> news in gaming. Um, other stuff coming up again. March is going to have um, Dragon's Dragon Dogma. I think um, mm-hmm. uh, Path of the Ronin is coming up for PlayStation and a few other like uh, small indie games. Other big news was that they announced Battlefront One and Two Classic is coming back uh, for I think like thirty five dollars. Honestly, you would only buy that to play the multiplayer. Because they are yes. bringing back the full 64 multiplayer, but they're bringing back the full campaigns. And if you had on PlayStation, you can buy that, and you also get all the content that was not available for PlayStation. So it was only on Xbox. Mm-hmm. But I was thinking about it because like I have the original Battlefront 2 uh, Xbox game on backwards compatibility. Yeah. So why would you buy the this 35 yeah, if you've already have the old one? Yeah. Because Unless they will block out the. There's no multiplayer in the old one. The, okay. The original Xbox backwards compatibility, the servers are not connected to it, so you can't play multiplayer. Oh, okay, okay. So, like again, you're playing, you're paying thirty five dollars for a multiplayer game, which is fine. It'll be popular at first, but the problem is, it's thirty five dollars for a game that will diminish over time. Less and less people will play it the longer time goes by, mm-hmm. because they didn't up the graphics, they didn't do anything like that. It's just like it has an HD filter on it, so things are crisper. So it actually looks like the backwards compatibility game that I already have. It's going to have the campaigns in there, which I already have. Only thing I can't do is play 64-player multiplayer. But over time, it was like, cool, I could play it with this game, or I could play the high, the better-looking version on Battlefront 2. Right. Which is probably going to have just as many people playing it after a few months that the, this one has. So it's yeah. like, I can't justify $35 that's just going to become less and less and less. I'll never go back to it. Yeah. It's, it's buying a $35 multiplayer game that over time nobody people are, are going to play it less and less. Especially if this means that what they're leaning towards is they're going to come out with a, a Battlefront 3 elf game. If they're going to do this to hype up excitement for Battlefront and then boom drop another Battlefront game, that'll be interesting, but depending on how they monetize it, will it be any good? I feel like from Battlefront 1, the new version, and to the second one, they fucked up the gameplay by making... Uh, the hero play be based all on skill points and not a random item pickup in the map. Mm-hmm. So, like, instead of anybody being able to be a hero ship or hero character, it's now only the best players can be those characters. Yeah. And then only the best people are always are constantly that character, those characters over and over again. So it kind of kills the fun for everything. That's kind of why I stopped playing because it's like, well, I can't be a hero ship or this because I can't score enough points in a round. Well, fuck it. Why am I playing this? Yeah, it's fair. So, until they fix that, I mean, it's not that way in the classic one, and the classic one will bring the 64-person battle back, which will be fun. It's just, over time, people will stop playing it, because they'll get distracted by other stuff, Mm -hmm. and it's not like this game looks any better. If it was, like, $15 to $20, maybe that would be better. Yeah, especially since they're not updating the graphics. I mean, it's it's the first and second game, both are campaigns. The second game had more campaign in, in it than the first one, but it's still, like... 
playing the second game and I realized like that game was mainly a vehicle to ma- to cut in cut scenes f- cut to cut in scenes from the prequel movies into the gameplay because like oh. every campaign mission <laughs> starts with like a little story expose exposition and then it's a scene from one of the prequels of like <laughs> them fighting on another planet that you saw when they were killing about to kill all the Jedi yeah it's one of those scenes cut in and then it goes to your gameplay that's how that's funny yeah so that's funny I don't think it's worth $35. It's not worth $40. It's like a $20 to $15 game at best because you're getting those two games and I'll have the multiplayer. But how long it will last, who knows? We'll we'll, we'll find out its longevity when it comes out. Yep. Uh, So that's our show this week. Uh, Next week we'll be talking about uh, some more movies and everything as uh, Dune's about to come out here soon. So So new shows should be popping up. Yeah, new shows. I don't uh, know. (laughs) Yeah, we should go try and see Dune sometime this week, probably. Oh, it comes out this week? I think it comes out on the first. Oh, well. We'll have to, we'll have to double check on that, but um, that'll probably be the next big movie we watch is Dune. Um, but we'll see uh, what else is happening this week. We'll mm-hmm. see you next week. We'll be talking again, obviously, about um, death and other details for sure. And we'll see what else comes up between now and then. Um, our review, uh, or at least first impressions of Banisters, Banisters Ghost of New Eden is out on the webpage live now, so you can Yay. watch that. Um, and we'll probably put up some more stuff as we go. So uh, we'll see you next week. Bye.